Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Amen. Church, it's time for us to share testimonies. Amen. Yeah, it's a good place to put your hands together and make some noise. Now, before I invite, we have two testimonies in the house this morning. Before I invite the people coming to share the testimonies, I want to read two scriptures to us. Someone may not understand why we bother to share testimonies. Okay, So I'm going to read two scriptures. The first one says, it's from Psalm 66, verse 16. It says, come and listen, all who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. Are there people who fear God in this place? Oh, are there people who fear God in this place? I don't see hands. Are there people who fear God in this place? Yes. Then people are coming to tell you what the Lord has done for them. Amen. The second one is Psalm 22, verse 22. I will praise you to all my brothers. I will stand up before the congregation and fight of the wonderful things you have done. Is this a congregation? Is this a congregation? Then we have two people coming here to testify of the wonderful things God has done for them. Amen. Put your hands together and let's welcome Mabna to bring us her testimony. Made a mistake. Put your hands together and let's welcome Eugenia to bring us her testimony. Oh, she'll introduce herself, so she'll say, Eugenia, please introduce yourself to the church. Hi, everybody. Please, my name is Mabi. Eugenia Mabna, come. <laughs> please tell us about your testimony. Um, my, my, my testimony is. My testimony is about how I retrieved a lost item um, due to a testimony mommy shared when she was preaching. Wow, put your hands together. May her testimony also help you retrieve or recover a lost item. Amen. So three weeks prior to the day mommy shared the testimony, during that time she was preaching a series on um, the Holy Spirit. And um, before three weeks prior to that, I'd left my bag at the back of the church with my phone in it. (laughs) And I had gone out. All right, all right, continue. And I had gone out to get something under the tent. Now, when I came back, um, the people that were sitting around where my bag was had all left. And I went to check my bag, and the phone wasn't inside. And that phone is very precious to me. She said that she left her bag here, in the church here, in the after service, but in the church. See, not you there, mami I saw them all. bag, no, I saw them. And when you came back, your phone was not in your bag. It wasn't in my bag. Say, not all men have faith. Oh, I can't hear you. Say, not all men have faith. And, and when I lost it, I tried to use, um, find my iPhone too. But the person had turned off the phone, so it was of no use. But I don't know, but I was at peace. I wasn't, you know how when your phone is missing, you feel. I didn't feel that. I was sort of okay, but I was worried too. Receive peace in the midst of your trouble. So on the day Sister Joy shared the testimony, she was preaching and she was saying that, um, no, it was actually when you pay your tithes, the blessings you receive. 
and she was saying that she lost um, a pair of her golden earring. How many and of us remember that message? Three weeks after, they called her and she found the earring. So after she seven, lost her earring in another region, another somewhere, very far. And she was called when she was in this region that they have found the earring. And the time period was also three weeks. Like she found her phone three weeks after. So when she shared the testimony on that day, I was like, Holy Spirit, me too, please help me find my phone. I don't know how you will get it to me, but just help me find it. So in my mind, I was thinking that I'll find it to using the find my iPhone. But at the end of the service, I was sitting at the back of the church. Then I saw someone pass with a phone. Say, Ie. I was like, mm, this is my phone. So I called the boy. The boy, I know the boy. So I called him and I was like, I collected the phone. It's like, this phone is not your phone. You took it out of my bag last three weeks Sunday at the back of the church. I was like, no, 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 it's for him. No, I mean, he said it's not for him. It's for someone. Then later on, he said someone sold it to him. And when the phone, when I had the phone at the time, the screen was broken. And then, I don't know, the touch ID wasn't working properly. And when you collected the phone from the boy, it was in the same state. No, the phone was, the screen was fixed there. Touch ID was working. <laughs> I told him, I told him to go and bring the boy who sold the phone to him. The boy did, the boy who sold the phone didn't show up. He himself didn't show up. Like, I can't find any maybe of Maybe today that will show up after service, they will show up. <laughs> just maybe. But to find a phone, like, when you misplace a phone, especially an iPhone, like, it's like, that's it, so that's the end of it. So to find the phone again, eh, is, is a wonder. And I just want to thank God. And thanks, Sister Joy, for sharing her testimonies constantly to encourage us. And through her testimony, I also got my own testimony. Amen, church. Why don't you appreciate Mabna for a powerful testimony? You see, this is also one of the reasons why we share testimonies. Because what God is currently or has taken, what God has taken you through will be what God will take another person through. Like your testimony will help someone also get through their situation. Do you get it? So God will change your test into a testimony. He will change your message, your mess into a message. And he will change your misery into your ministry in Jesus' name. Oh, I thought people would suffer and be receiving it. This is a reporter's speech. Pastor Danny, may you find a new beloved in Jesus' name. Church, we have a second testimony in the house. Help me welcome hey, Pastor George. May you also find a beloved. It's like he was eyeing me. <laughs> Pastor George was eyeing me. Sorry, I forgot. May you also find a beloved in Jesus. <laughs> Church, help me welcome Daniel to bring us his testimony. take up your nose mask. Wow. Kindly introduce yourself to us. Um, I'm Daniel Nati. What's your testimony about? Um, before I start, I'll say I'm a product of joy. Mommy, thank you so much. Put your hand, you didn't hear him. Put your hands together. Uh, it is, I'm a fruit of joy. I'm a fruit. I'm a fruit of joy. Um, my testimony is about how our Lord and personal Savior Jesus used mommy uh, to help me. Mommy's prayers, true mommy's prayers, to travel to so many places. Wow, I thought you'd be receiving and tapping. I receive it in Jesus' name. Please tell us how it happened. Okay, so 2017, I, uh, latter part, that was almost, uh, let's say, December. I had my first passport. 
had never applied for passport before. So I had, <laughs> I had my passport and during the first night, entering into 2018, I said, no, I will travel. I need to travel. Because of the economy, I will travel. <laughs> How many of you I have empty travel. passports here? So, How many of you have empty passports? <laughs> you see, an empty passport is a passport without a stamp. Like, you haven't traveled before. Kata, it's not a yo. Kumase to Accra or Accra to Tamale. <laughs> Please continue. Okay, so 20, 31st night, entering into 2018, I brought my passport to church. Wow. Mommy was praying and I stepped closer to the altar. I have forgotten the scenario. It's like Mommy asked, Who has a passport here? Oh, I've forgotten. But I, I just sent my passport and placed it on the altar. And mommy said, whose passport is this? I came forward. And he says, before this passport expires, you travel to places. Amen. <laughs> so I said, I receive it. Yes. Though I've been a prodigal son for some time now. <laughs> I said, I receive it. 20, it was four years. So, 20, 2018, 2019, hey, mommy's prophecy. <laughs> uh, fast forward, 2020, was left with almost five months for the passport to expire. I don't know what happened. From February to somewhere July, I was traveling in and out. I, I've already gone to uh, four countries. I don't know why you are still sitting down. I don't know why you have not brought out your amenness, your I receive itness. Receive travel experience in Jesus' name. May you travel to many countries in Jesus' name. So May I travel to many countries in Jesus' name. So the passport expired in July. I went in for a new one. Yeah. When uh, they called me that my passport was ready, I sent the old one. They clipped it together. They clipped it together. And I told myself, the anointing upon the old passport. Yeah. I, that, I, I placed all. that same anointing that's on the all. new one. <laughs> because that time I've not been to, to church for almost a year. And I was scared to... <laughs> I was scared to call mom, but I think. Not intentional. I'm a nurse. And where I was posted to, and due to some few steps, I'm a photographer too. You, you get on with so, the testimony. We understand that. Uh, I sat for an exam. Though the, those who are nurses here know the exam. It, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, I sat for an exam. I wrote the exams and by God's grace, I was true. Now it's left for me to get an employer outside. I had one employer. We, we had a Zoom, um, a Zoom interview. For almost one hour, 30 minutes, there were two. This one asked me a question, this one. So I was, I was just shivering. It's like, God. I was like, God. I've passed the exam, so now it's left with the interview. They called me after my interview. After uh, two days, they called me that um, I wasn't successful in the interview, so they can't help me out. Man. They wish me good luck. So I was like, God, this interview thing, I'm not so comfortable with it. So I've passed my exams, but meet these people, even the person who speak, uh, the way they are speaking, I can't even hear. <laughs> Zoom interview. You are shivering for a Zoom interview. Wow. May God deliver you from any sort of shivering, whether virtual or physical. The brother was so, so tough. Yeah. So I was there and one of my lecturers connected me to another employer. Wow. They asked me to send my CV. They asked me to send my... Uh, Exams report. I sent it. They told me I should wait for them. They will get back to me. After their review, they said, you are good to go. No interview. Wow. Hey, I don't know why you are still sitting down 
was there and they sent me my COS. Uh, if you will be able to practice nursing in the UK and other places, you need a certificate of sponsorship. Ah. And calm down. Can you hear? Is his mic working? Is his mic working? Are you sure you can hear him? Or is the instrumentalist? Is his mic working? Did you hear what? Please repeat what you said. Um, before you can work outside as a nurse, you need. To, if you are not a citizen, you need to get a certificate of sponsorship. That will show that uh, you are qualified and you have an employer outside. Yes, that one, you wouldn't need any six months visa. Or, you're automatically going to the country, just renewing your visa anytime that it's expired. So what has happened? So I, I had it and I applied for visa. And I had my visa to go and practice nursing in the UK. So... I don't blame the instrumentalist. Today, Ankasa, you people are very, very calm. Someone has gotten an opportunity to work in the, as a nurse in the United Kingdom. He's not working as a nurse in Ghana, where he received the Ghana cities. He's going to work in the United Kingdom, where he'll be receiving pounds sterling. Do you know I, I receive it? I tap into it. Like, if they don't like me, they are like it. I receive it. Amen. So, God has been so good to me. I can tell. And wow. I, I really... <laughs> I really thank mom for the prayers. Uh, way back from Kokofu, mommy has been so supportive. Prayers in and out and everything. Mommy, thank you so much. Wow. Thank God. So in some few days. I'll You'll be leaving. Oh, may God be with you. And I tap into your blessing in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Why don't you glorify God for powerful testimonies in the house this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. How many of us have been blessed so far? Our pastor is in the house. Hallelujah. She went, she traveled, she had a meeting, and she has come back, hallelujah, to bless us. Amen. And you see, the word of God tells us that he has given us pastors who would feed us with knowledge and understanding. I want to tell you that you'll be fed today. Hallelujah. How many of us are hungry for the Lord? He will feed you and he will bless you. Um, I want us with a clap offering to welcome our pastor. He To minister, to Voices turn like this. What a response to my worship. The fragrance of my worship. Rose up to the Father, noises, thunders, earthquakes, what a response to my worship, the fragrance of my worship, rose up to the Father, noises, thunders, Worship is my this is how I win my battle. Everybody clap first, it was fragrant. Then it turned to fire. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win my battle. Just clap your hands. First it was fragrant. Then it turned to fire. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win my battle. Come on, put your hands. For the Lord, I said, For the Lord, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah! Add a shout, add a shout, add a shout. Oh, hallelujah! Amen and amen. You want to take out your Bible? Let's make our confession. Just take it out. You want to say, This is my Bible. Hey, where are your Bibles? Young man, you have a nice Bible. Hold it up. Hold it up. Yes, hold it up. Yeah, beautiful. 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 Yeah. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. 
today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm about to preach what I think is probably the last in the series of the, the seed and the harvest. Yeah. It's a very long series. I'm sure we'll come back to it in the not-too-distant future. But we'll pause very soon. Now, before I go into the message, I also want to announce that Basenta meetings are restarting this week. As many of you ask, yes, we want to start on Saturdays to help many who are working and cannot make it during the weekday. I also want to say that our Tuesday meetings for serious Christians and workers in the church is beginning right here. Those Tuesdays, if you are wise, you will join and come because this is where we are going to learn songs. And we shall learn all our songs. Those of you who are chewing granots, yeah, we'll learn our songs on Tuesday night. So make sure that you come. Hallelujah. Seed time and harvest. I, I have found this whole series very, 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 very revealing. And you need to believe it. Oh, film stars, thank you for a very interesting rendition of last week's um, um, film. Now, <laughs> there are many things that are seeds, and I've preached here. I preached to you earlier from Luke 8, 11, that the seed is the word of God, isn't it? And we talked about that one as well. But let's go to our foundational scripture where we began at the end of the year. Genesis 8, 22. This was the Lord's promise to us. He said, while the earth remains, is the earth still here? While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Are you seeing it? It shall not cease while the earth remains. So a time will come when the earth is not remaining and all these things will change. But as far as the earth is here, these things are going to be there. And all of them are related to seeds, actually. And what happens with the seed and the harvest. Yeah, whether it's cold or it's warm or it's night or it's day, they all have an influence on what's going on with the seed. So you see that seed time and harvest day is something that is going to happen. Now, I'm preaching for just 15, 20 minutes because time is fast spent, but it's very, very, very important. Amen. Are you there? Now, I need to say to you that the harvest is not in your hands to control. The harvest. It's not in your hands to control. If you go and you plant a seed outside, what control do you have over the harvest? All you do is to do your best. Till the land, try and fertilize it, try and do, but the actual harvest that will come, it's not in your hands. It's not in your hands. Now, when I'm saying that it's not in your hands, you may immediately begin to feel that, oh, then I have no power. No. I'm sharing this with you so that I, I can emphasize what I want to emphasize, which is that the seed is with you. You may not control the harvest, but you control the seed. So the seed is your power. The seed. I've told you before, I used to do some work some time ago. Are you there? Yeah. And when we enter a community that has eaten its seed, that's what poverty is, it's a lot in different places. And the work that I was doing, we always worked with poor people. But as you went around working, if the seed was there, there's no drama. You understand? There may be hunger, but there's no drama. But when we enter a community that has eaten its seed, it is an indication that something must now happen because if not, starvation is what's happening. That's a different, tell your neighbor, hunger you have tasted, but starvation is a different matter. Amen. Why? Because the power to continue to survive and the power to ensure that you continue to exist, that is the seed. And if that is gone, you are done for. You are done for. That one there, you are now at the mercy of somebody. 
And if the person decides that you are going to eat tapioca, whether you are a fufu eater, or you are a teased eater, or you are a cake eater, you eat tapioca. So this generation, you don't even know what tap- tapioca is. You have not even seen them before with your eyes. <laughs> Please ask the one sitting by you. <laughs> so I should ask these young children, like, tapioca, tapioca, do you know what it is? <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So what you have and the power that you have is in the seed. It's in the so you need to recognize it and understand it because when you fool around with your seed, you got a problem. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah, you have a problem. Things that affect your seed, they are dangerous things. Insofar as you have a seed, there's hope. When the children, when, it, when there was a famine, <laughs> when there was a famine, Joshua had been brought to come and superintend over the famine in Egypt. Everything was okay. So one day the people came, they said, we have sold ourselves. <laughs> we have sold everything. <laughs> we have sold ourselves. So they sold themselves for food. And after that, they had to be dashed seed later. Otherwise, that's the whole of a nation going to nothing. Extinction. Please turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we have to understand our seed. Yeah. And the thing is that God is the one who brought the seed. It was his way of creating wealth in your life. Both physical wealth and even wealth for your being. That was God's way of taking care of you. So when you eat your seed, you have brought a problem. You have brought a problem. When you don't know that something is a seed and you do it, the harvest there is coming. It's coming. You came to church to steal somebody's phone. Ah. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything. You have planted something. You harvest it. The person can forgive you. You are very lucky that it's my beast phone that, I mean, because me, mom, dear, can walk up police station straight. Oh, straight to cry. I won't curse you. You have done it yourself. <laughs> are you in the church? You that is working for somebody and you say you will not work properly because the work is not for you. It's a seed. The person may forgive you. But as you are going on, you see that some harvest is following you. Some harvest. I'm talking to some people. Because last week I shared with you virtues. Virtues. Virtues are not things you can hold. Virtues are internal things, eternal but very powerful things. Yeah. And I'm saying to you that because you can't control the, the harvest, eh, be very careful with the seed you sow. That one is your power. You are the one, mother, you are waking up every day, you are kissing your children. You harvest it. You will harvest. I know parents who are sitting down and saying, eh, eh, this has happened. And the person has forgotten that she sowed she the seed. Oh. Many years ago, you sowed the, 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 the seed in the child's life. You put that seed there. You told the child that nothing will ever come out of him. Oh, la la, I'm talking to somebody. I said, you told the child that nothing will ever come out of him. So as nothing has come out of him, you're also sitting down there with nothing. Oh, it's a harvest. It's a harvest. Are you in the church? You have gone to school. You are copying. It's a seed. It's a seed. It's a seed. Embarrassment is one of the fruits. Hey. Hmm. So I want you to be aware of it. I'm sharing this because this is the last part of the series for now. And I want you to remember it. It will always control you, help you a little bit. It will help you. Because as for human beings to provoke you, there's more than enough. And so if you don't remind yourself that everything that I'm doing, hey, per chance it's a seed, then I better sow a good one. Then I better sow a good one. Are you there? Am I talking to some people? You have been stealing your mother's meat. Somebody, it's not your meat that they'll steal. It's your whole pot. 
You have been going behind the bush to sleep with girls. It also has a seed and sometimes it's not only pregnancy that's the seed. Every day you are watching porno. Every day you are watching porno. Hey. Please, me, I'm a pastor. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. In my generation, I never knew that there could be a man who cannot sleep with a woman. It's one of the fruits of this generation. And it's the fruit of porn. Because the things you are watching, they are not normal. When you grow, the room is very quiet. Because now, what should cause you to respond to a lady? It's not working. Because one of the fruits of porn is that. The church has become very quiet. No, I am very serious about what I'm, t- I'm telling you. I am a pastor, I will not lie. There are people that we have to call them and counsel them to sleep with their wives. I thought it is the wives who have a problem that we the child this thing we are disturbing her. No, 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 no. Now it's the wife who is ready. The man is the one who cannot perform. Things cannot arise. They cannot stand. Why? He has sown a seed. Your seed is on bigmama.com. I'm talking to you. See, I'm talking to you because many of you started the porn when you were seven years old, eight years old, nine years old. You are conditioning your body to respond to what is not normal. You better start to tell us the Lord for mercy, Lord Jesus. I cannot, I cannot harvest this one. Yeah. And the reason is that you have brought another fruit. Oh la la. Shabaya. I'm not joking no. there's not one joke in what I'm saying not one joke there's not one joke we are pastors and we are committed to good marriages so when that area of the marriage is not working we have to work on it for it to work and we can be there binding things we have to break things because Charlie there's nothing wrong with him physically oh but what he has been using to please ask the nearest young man is it you they are talking to <laughs> is it you if it's him tell him that please stop wait oh it's also not only the men we also have women these days harvesting the seed you've been planting the seed of pornography so you too, now what is normal and natural? You say, hey. Hmm. Be careful. Be careful. What seed is that? I suggest to some people that some of you, it's your whole phone you have to get rid of. Some of you, after service, return your phone to factory settings. It will delete everything. Yeah, because your phone is poisonous. But some of you, even that one will not save you. So for you, you have to get rid of the phone. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. And I respect the young men who've come to me to say that, please, if you are trying to reach me, you can only reach me on this funny looking yam. He said, because a smartphone is deadly for me. Yeah, I respect you very much. Yeah, yeah, trying to, it's a way to mitigate the thing that is coming. Because you now you can see. Well, today I'm just spending a few minutes to talk about the last type of seed I want to talk about now. The seed called money. The seed called money. Many people have misunderstood money. And you think that money is just for buying. Buying things, to pay for things. So you think that when I take the money and I put it, you know, I bought a shirt. I bought a pair of trousers. But I'm very happy to tell you today that money is a seed. Money is a seed. How do you know something is a seed? Because you can see it multiply. You know, when you see something that's a seed, it has life within it. Uh-huh. It has life within it. Or it has death within it. And the Bible says that 
the love of money is the root of all evil. It's giving a fruit. It's, it's giving birth to something when you love it. When you, we're not talking about the use of money, we're talking about the love of money. Uh-huh. But as for money, dear, you need it. Turn to your neighbor and say, money, dear, we need it. Mm, it's needed. It's needed. So let us go and see what the word of God says about money. It says some very interesting things. And I'd like us to begin from Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 19. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Money answereth all things. You may be surprised because normally in this church we don't talk much about money. You know, occasionally we'll do something, teach about tithing, take an offering, but to say that money is given center place, we don't do that. Are you in the house? Yeah. The Bible says it answers all things because on this earth many things are determined by money. Sometimes whether you live or die is determined by money. Are you there? Yeah. That's why it says it answers all things. There are some people who you know that you are so smart. It was money that didn't allow you to get to the ultimate. That's, that's what has cut short where you are. Many times you see a mature man, you think he doesn't have sense. It's not like that. It's not like that. Sometimes it's the means to have continued that he didn't have. Or he was never sent to school. That's why we say money answereth all things. There are people who, your reason for your sickness is that you don't eat well. And you don't eat well because you don't like what you've got to eat. You don't like what you have to eat. I mean, when you look at the food now, and the truth is that it's because you don't have money. Uh-huh. So the kind of breakfast that you have to eat, you know. I remember many years ago, I was standing in this church. At that time, we were just that portion, the 10 by 30 portion. And I remember that as I was ministering to people, I had a word of knowledge that there's a young man who had eaten gobe for three years straight. Yeah. And I remember when I said it, I remember the young man coming forward with tears pouring down his face. For three years, he had eaten gobe. There's no problem with gobe, but when you have to eat anything for three years, it's a problem. No matter what it is. That that's all you are eating for three years. And you see, gobe has the characteristic that with small money, you can be full for the whole day. You'll be drinking water, drinking water on top. <laughs> if you go and take that same money and buy your love, but you should eat gobe because you like gobe. Or because that's what you feel like eating. Not that as you are there. The money that you have for three years. So I'm not talking about three months. Three years. For three years. Gobe. If that's your story, may it end today in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm just giving you evidence when he says money answereth all things. Answereth all things. Sometimes your health is dependent on the money you have. Yeah. yeah, I was recalling that a year ago this week, I was in the hospital. And I remember that when the sickness gets to a place, the doctors will come and talk to you. And they'll tell you that they need a certain drug for you. And that medicine, when they come, so as soon as you see them around somebody's bed, you know that the person has got that message. <laughs> the medication was... 7,000 for a dose. And it, it was not even in Kumasi. 7,000 for a dose. Or for a treatment. Yeah, they give you all the treatments I want. 7,000. Yeah. And you see people. They are not well. All of us in the world, we are on oxygen. But you see somebody working the phone. Corona now. Caucasian say, me here 2,000. Me here one here. And there were also others who there was not just one call. No problem. Money and so so under that circumstance, you're living or you're dying. Money and several things. I'm talking to somebody you the way you have made your face. Yeah. Are you are you there or you have traveled? I'm showing you that it's not just selling and buying and selling all. 
It can also be the difference between life and death. And I remember watching a lady on her phone, on her phone. But the problem too is that the sickness is weakening you. And I watched her gradually getting weaker. Gradually getting weaker. Am I talking to you? And that's why today I need you to know that money is also a seed. The Bible says it answers all things. And so you need it. And that's why I want to talk to you about four seeds, four money seeds that you must plant. Four money seeds that you must plant. Because if money is a seed and if you need money, you better know how to sow, where to sow, what to sow, so that it will keep on coming because you need it. Faith is the currency of heaven. But once you come on earth, how that faith will now turn to money is what you need. Seed number one. Give to the poor. Give money to the poor. Give money to the poor. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. It says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto God, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. The Bible says that when you have pity on somebody who is poor and you give to them, you have lent money to God. I would like to owe God. I would like to owe God because the Bible says he dear, he's not like you, he's not like your neighbor. He pays again. And when God is saying, it's never just like that. He will multiply it unto you. Now, many of us who are sitting here, and so you have made yourself that me, dear, I'm so poor, I have nothing. I can only receive. It is not true. Each and every one of us sitting here, you have people wealthier than you in your life and people poorer than you in your life. You have both. You have both. So step out of that, that uh, what do you call it? <laughs> that, 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 that thought and that, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Many are poor because you think you are poor. And you don't recognize that there's somebody even poorer than you. Wow. And God has a way of bringing your life across those people. And many times, you say, Charlie, me dear, mine is worse. Mine is worse. There are two kinds of poor people. There are some people who are poor, very giving. The little they have, they will share with you. And insofar as you have done it according to the word, God will give back to you. But there are also some. You have placed yourself where me dear, I can only receive I can only receive. I can only receive. I can only receive. (laughs) It's not like that. It's not like that. The story is told of a man who said that things were so hard and so bad that he's going to kill himself. So he went into the forest, Justin, his supporter, and he prepared everything. And he climbed up the tree. He was about to just then... A guy who was naked came past and looked and understood what was going on. I said, Jack, sure, I cannot climb the tree. Until the supports and remove it for me. <laughs> Even this man who had reached where he said he had nothing, said that there was somebody with even less than him. There's somebody around you who can use your help. If you would stop seeing yourself as the queen and the owner of poverty. No, allow me to talk to you well. Yeah. Because when I came to this church, the only kind the church was mine. Mm. Ah, those were It was the only kind. Yeah, it was the only kind. Yeah. But you see that as time has gone on, people are tithing, people are giving. 
apostle doing this. You begin to see that there's a turning around. There's a turning around. There's a turning around. But when you decide that you will not do, you also just be there. You also just be there. So this one, tell never. This one is up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. Maybe you have only two shirts, but there's somebody with no shirt. Maybe you have two shirts and a singlet. Somebody with none. There's always somebody to be kind to. Always. Always. Always somebody to be kind to. I'm reading scripture. Luke 6, 38. This one, I really like it. It is one of the scriptures I grew up on because when I became a believer, poverty was my portion, but I believed the scripture with all my heart. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. If you have a basin of flour and you take a teaspoon to fetch the flour for somebody, you too, when God is rewarding you, he will use a few teaspoons. But if you take an olonka, you say, oh, I have four olonka here. Let me fetch one. And when he's also rewarding you, he will take olonka and be measuring. If he was going to give you times four, it's olonka times four. The same measure. The same measure. Because some people you even have, but because of your mentality, you know, and your strong Ask your neighbor, are you, are you the one they are? Are you the one? Strong-handed. Strong-handed. Some of you, when somebody is in need, you will never bring five pesos. When we are contributing, you will never do. Yes. Unless we stand on our head and start arguing with you. Why don't you, why don't you bring this? Why don't you? Before you bring Hey, it's you know I'm choking. It's you. I'm just not looking there. So you know I'm choking. Yeah. But it's scripture. Somebody is in need. The Bible says, give. That giving that you are giving, he will measure again using what you used to give back to you. Me, this scripture is a scripture that I've used to guide my life. Oh, yeah. Cry. If the thing is there, I'll share it. I said, I will share it. And I will, oh, cry. I'll share it. And I'll share it. And I'll share it. And as I'm sharing, I discover that he keeps bringing. He keeps bringing. He keeps bringing. Yeah. Uh, you are quiet. I don't even know why. Yo, when I began to believe on this scripture, I had only one dress I used to wear to church. Only one. I used to like it. I'd wash it. You, you know wash and wear. And you know that it will go again to the next meeting. But that is not my story any longer. And it's not because of age. It's because I've operated this one. I have two, collect one. I have three, collect one. And I keep on going, keep on. One of my current problems is where to put everything. And everyone's I come inside. And I come and remove, 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 remove. Scatter it all over the place. When I turn around, it has returned. Come, 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 come. Yeah. So maybe I'm not preaching theory to you at all. I am preaching to you what I have lived by. I had one pair of shoes. I've told you about this pair of shoes. They have laughed at me, sir. But if it's two, I'll give one away. Give away. It's also a problem in my house where to put the shoes. And this is after. I'm always looking for people whose feet are my size. Then, uh, you are looking at your feet. Okay. <laughs> Because you have, no, no, no. I'm operating the scripture. So I'm showing you the scripture. I'm showing you the scripture. Same measure. Same measure. You are the one who has been using teaspoon. You have been using what? When you have to give, then you use teaspoon. Whether it's giving in church or giving to another person, or teaspoon. The one you don't like. I used to have an in-law. When the food is spoiling, then she'll dash it. (laughs) 
when the food is what? Spoiling. You know how the food has some sense before, yeah, then you see that she'll pile the plates of the children who were in the house. I say, hey. At that time, I was heavily pregnant with my last child. I remember I called my sister. I said, please, if I go to deliver, perchance I don't come back. Swear to me that you will take this, my child. Because what I'm seeing here with my eye as I'm alive, if I'm not there, I said, this person, this is what will happen. This is the person who will be feeding my children. I was afraid. (laughs) By the grace of God, I didn't die. (laughs) But some of you, that's how you are. Your own children, you feed them well. But that unfortunate child who was brought to you, unfortunate, you serve your children the proper fish, then you serve her. There's no numb with insults. Be careful. Be what? Be careful. Me, I have looked after people's children for as long as I can remember. It's one of the blessings of my life. Oh, cry. What they are eating? I'm eating some. Yeah. There's no status. What do you call it? That these people, they eat proper and then these ones eat grass. And if anybody creates that in my house, they are the ones who suffer poverty because it's not, it is not what we do. No, at all. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey, allow me to preach it because for me, this is the scripture, one of the scriptures. There are just about two or three that rescue. He said, he will give it to you what? Press down. Shaking together. Overflowing. Me, I'm experiencing it. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9. Don't tap into the grace. Do the scripture. That's all. Just do the scripture. Tap, tap, generation. Do it. Do it. Do it. Today as church is closing, there are people who haven't eaten. Here, here, here. Here. I'm not talking about those who are not eating from choice. I'm talking of those who have not eaten because, Charlie, the meal can only be one. Wouldn't in terms of You'll be hungry for the rest of the day, then you cannot sleep. So they eat in the evening. <laughs> so that they can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> church Hmm. second corinthians 9 i'm ending every man according as he purposes in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver are you there yeah there are many things in this scripture i'll get stuck if i start but let me jump to verse 10 now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. In other words, the same God who is telling you to sow is the same one who brings you what you also eat. Yeah. So at times when somebody dashes me, I ask, Lord, which one is this? Is it bread for eating or is it seed for sowing? Yeah. Because I've been there at times, someone has brought something and Lord has said, hey, I put my hand on it, bring it, bring it. Yeah. Is it bread for eating? Or is it seed for sowing? You have to add, uh, you have to find out. Number two, I was telling you four things you should give. Four money seeds you should give. The second one is your tithes. I spent months preaching about tithes last year. I'm not ready to go back. But I'll just leave you with Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now here with, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing that there may not be room enough to receive it. The tithe is the Lord's. Just pay it. There are some of you in this church, you don't need a sermon to pay your tithe. You just pay. But there are others. When we preach on tithing, then you tithe one month, two, or two weeks, three weeks, then you forget again. It is, you see, if you are not tithing, don't talk to God about money. Don't talk to him about money. Because you are like a child, they've asked the child, go and sweep. The child has not swept. Then the child comes, hey, I want us to discuss the e-levy. You want us to discuss what? We have no discussion. Go and sweep. What discussion are you having with God? He has told you what to do. You have not done it. What discussion do you have again with him? 
about financial things. Talk about everything. Don't talk about money. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Yeah. It's getting dangerous. But it's very important. Seed number three that you must sow. Your offerings. Often we talk about the tithe, but the offerings are also important. Malachi 3.8 Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. And you say, wherein have we robbed you? Then he says, in tithes and offerings. If you open the Old Testament, you will see how God saw offerings. You will see how the way they gave offerings. This service, I'm going to take a third offering today. We'll do second one and third one. If you like, divide it into two. It's your problem. You say, oh, if that's the case, my second offering, how much I mean? That's how God will reward you in a happy space like that. <laughs> Not for anything, but to just show you something. Increase your seeding. You increase your harvest. It's very simple. You see, whether a seed of corn is in the hands of a poor man or in the hands of a rich man, if they subject it to the same condition, they'll get the same harvest. So stop behaving like you have a different part of the Bible. That's why I'm sharing with you when I started to do these things. Up till today, I don't like the offerings of people who complain. If you are one of those who complain, please don't curse our offering at all. No. If you are one of those, why are they taking it? No, 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 please. Keep your money. And see what it will do for you. But if you are going to bring something to God, bring it cheerfully, believe in, and stand on it. Yeah. Oh. The last one, also just briefly. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Galatians 6, 6. Plant a seed, give to those who teach you. Galatians 6, 6 says, those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Are you seeing it? Because we are disobedient Christians, that's why we have Galatians 6, 6. Because we will not do it if there was no Galatians 6, 6. But it's something you should do. Are you there? I made up my mind that every time I'm going to see my bishop, I will have an offering with me. It is one of the keys that broke me out of a lot of difficulty. Yeah. Because that's what the scripture says. And by me, how can I look after? You'll be arguing and be discussing. But if you really want to see the manifestation of God's goodness financially, now I'm talking about money. I'm talking about money. Please turn to your neighbor and say, I'm talking about money. If you want to see it really, whether you are a child in school or you are an adult with white hair, the rule is the same. The scripture is the same. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Hey, the church has become quiet again. Please ask her, why have you become quiet? Or mommy, why, why have you become quiet? Why have you become quiet? Yeah. It is just real. It's just real. And begin to watch and see the provision of God. And he will surprise you. He will what? Tell neighbor, let's stop complaining about poverty. Let us stop Stop complaining about it and now do something about it. Hey, but I have only one king. Divide it in half. Oh, okay, you eat three quarters. Give the person a quarter. Hey. The church has become quiet. Oh. Yeah. As for people to help, they are all over the world. Oh. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. They are on the street corners. Yesterday I was going somewhere with Archbishop. We are going somewhere. And there's this young guy always directing traffic, directing traffic all the time. And whenever we see him, at least we'll try and put something in his hand. Oh, yesterday he used the traffic to boss us his problems, Cry. Yeah, not financial problems. He said, Mommy, can I believe that his wife has left him? He also said, Mommy. You see, you may think it's nothing, oh. But I felt that this guy, he knows that we wish him well. When we only meet him in traffic, in traffic, in traffic. Are you born again? That's the beginning. Next time we meet him. So did you pray this morning? The next time we meet him. Okay, Jitrace is Kokotokoko. Go and get Koko. Yeah, that's it. That's what we have. What do you have? There's always somebody. Push your neighbor and say what? Somebody. You school children. Hey, is she sleeping or he's sleeping? Set up well, it's church. In the red, yeah, I'm watching you. When you go for break, watch what your friend is eating. You know how the house is. 
Is it true or is it not true? Every day the person says, I'm going to drink water, I'm going to drink water. Is this water we should be drinking at this time? <laughs> it's hunger that's doing the person and there's no help around. Ah. So what should you do? <laughs> it's not that the person has no meat to need a diet. <laughs> Get your lunch and break it in two. Say amen. Share it. <laughs> Mm, you see, you see, I can't look at my face because you nah, you nah, you know that is who I'm talking to. But you see, when God begins to reward you, when what? God begins to reward you, you'll be very happy. That, you see, it is fine protocol that will not allow me to tell you how God blesses me. But I can only tell you that do it and see. Just do it and see. Just what? Do it and see. And as time is going on, you begin to see that God is answering you and that he's supplying you and you have enough for yourself and for others. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet for a moment. I want you to begin to pray about your financial situation. I know I don't do it often, but that's because I know that the word of God is true and it works. But I want you to pray today. I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray about your financial situation. If you are a child in the house, about the family's financial situation, lift it up before the Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up before the Lift it up before the Lord. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Ask the Lord to place on your heart and in your mind somebody who is worse off than you, who you can help. Lord, lift it up in my heart and in my mind, O Lord. Somebody worse than me, Lord. Somebody needing your help. Someone who needs my help, Lord. Let him place it in your heart and what you can use to help the person. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Do to help the person, O Lord. Lift up your voice. Yes, 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 yes. Father, forgive us for th- that we've only thought about ourselves. And many times we think that we don't have because we can see the things we don't have. Forgive us. But as we move out of here today, Lord, show us people who we can help. People who we can give something. People who we can, we, can, we, can, we can encourage with what you have given to us. Because you are the one who turns it around also for our good again. Touch our hearts, Lord. Open our eyes and help us to see in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be testimonies in future, O oh God, of how you turned our situations around, not by us sitting and holding things, but by us giving and helping and reaching out to others, O oh God, that the seeds that you've given to us, Lord, will plant them properly and will also reap a harvest. Thank you for the power of the seed. Help us to be aware of it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and amen and amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, at this time I want you to also think that your life is a seed. And what you do with it will determine where you spend eternity. And so maybe you came to church today because you just wanted to come in or because somebody brought you or this is where you are every Sunday. But have you given your life to Jesus? That's the seed you need to plant in order to to reap the harvest of heaven and eternity. 
And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here, you are not so sure, or you have not done it, I want to invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, an opportunity to plant your life by a prayer. Give it over to Jesus that eternal life will be yours. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Just slip up that hand, lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift it, just lift it, just lift it. If you've lifted it, just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come. You lifted your right hand and say, I want to pray. Just come to me. Just step out and come. Just come. God bless you. Just come. You lifted your hand. Just come. Just come. Let, let an usher, let a pastor help you. Pastors, I need you to help. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. You'll be glad that you came. I believe you are standing. Your heart is beating. God is talking to you. Come. Just come. Come and show your life to him. Just come. Come. standing in front here, you want to pray this prayer. Pray from your heart as best as you can. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these ones who've given their lives to you today. I pray that that seed will lead to eternal life. Let them stay real with you to the very end in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-B-I-C. God richly bless you.